welcome back to Frowntown. Yay, we're back. Uh, so good news. It's not just me this time. Hello, hi. Yay, V is back. Hi, V. Yum. Yum? Did you say yum? Hi. <laughs> it is delicious to have you back. Yum. I said, I said hi. Oh, I thought you said yum. I like I like yum better. I'm gonna pretend like you said yum. That's, <laughs> that's how you should start your all your greetings. Just be like yum, <laughs> even when there's no food involved. That sounds. I mean, <laughs> sounds yummy. Is what it I sounds don't know, like. Man. <laughs> it's- it sounds like a delicious time, is what it sounds like. You don't, I've, you don't I've enjoy deliciousness. I've done that job before. It's all right. It's, it is okay. Um, <laughs> so V, uh, you you had COVID. How are you? Yeah. Are you better? Um, I. Uh... Okay, I had COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. I am now negative for COVID. Congratulations! Uh, I, I, but I'm still nursing a broken foot. So <laughs> oh, you're not negative for broken foot. <laughs> no, I'm not when, negative uh, for broken foot. How often do you test per day for broken foot? Is that like something <laughs> that you? Is there a couple tests per day that you take, or is that just like a once a week thing? Listen, you don't want to know about the broken foot test. You don't even want to know where you have to put a swab for that. <laughs> it goes so invasive. <laughs> I, I will say, uh, and I feel like everyone feels this way, we're happy that you're back. It's good to see you. Um, your hair yeah, is very green. Yeah, yeah, I like how green your hair is. I washed it. Um, it's looking good. I'll say this. You know, it was the COVID. It was the foot. And then, like, by the time I got done with COVID, uh, my mic broke. <laughs> Yep, that happened as well. <laughs> that was a thing. Uh, you tested positive for broken mic and broken foot. Broken was... mic. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm definitely testing negative for broken mic. I'll yeah. say uh, shout Sick out ass to Mike. Uh, shout out to that dude I uh, met on shout out to Mike who gave me a mixer. I, I want that person who made Mike so bad. Shout out to Mike for the mic. It just just so badly. <laughs> Just because I like when things I wish line I could up. Con- <laughs> I wish I could confirm or deny their name, but alas. You could confirm but... it as Mike. Just say it's Mike. It's Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no one's going to know. I, if somewhere that person's name is probably like Barry sure, yeah, it's Mike. or Shelton. It's Mike. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm Mike. I'm Mike now. That's who I am. I'm Mike Mike. Hot Mike Mike. Um, <laughs> so, uh, V, before- I mean, you know, it's it's- it's it's testament to uh, hot mics. I don't know. I mean, I will say this: I I have never had a date give me anything useful, <laughs> or that I wanted. So I mean, it's super dope that that worked out for you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think that's very dope. Typically, when dates give you things, it's not stuff you want. It's always like, oh man, I got to go to the doctor. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> However, uh, I want to talk about uh, this one last thing real quick while I have a chance. Uh, Yeah. So you have been sitting uh, with a broken foot for a while. Yeah, Um, yeah. You've had COVID, so you've been inside, which means that you have had a lot of downtime. I assume that you Uh did a good deal of sleeping because that's the thing that you did. So so much of that. Did you uh, binge anything? Was there anything that you saw during the time Mm. out that you had? Did you uh, yawn loudly into Mike like that? Like, wh- what happened during well, the time? <laughs> I've been out. Um, I've been outside. For like months. Like, I've been outside. Uh, well, I went to uh, the grocery store. Okay. And I rode the scooter. That's fun. Yep. Um, and then this, it was very uh, exciting. Uh, and I remember saying this is the best day of my life. And then the scooter died in the frozen food aisle. But, (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. Binging. I've mostly been binging the inside of my eyelids. Uh, I've, I listen to podcasts and just watch the Roku screen on my TV. That's, I've been okay, doing that okay. a lot. That's fun. That's fun. I mean, that still counts as a binge. <laughs> what, uh, what podcast have you been binging? Um, I've been listening to, I was listening to a scary stories one. Uh, okay. what was it called? No sleep was what I was binging the other okay. day. And people are like, oh, that's probably why you have nightmares. I'm like, no, the nightmares came first. It's just. Yeah. It's just now. Now I, they have, I have more narrative and structure. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but for some reason. Okay. I thought of, I thought of this joke as you were saying this and this was what's wrong with me as a person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, it would be super cool if there was a Christian horror story and it was called, are you afraid of the light instead of, are you afraid of the dark? All right, cool. Um, they make Christian haunted houses. They have Christian haunted houses. I know. And it's horrible. Can you imagine like a horror story podcast where it's all Christian based? It's like, are you afraid of the light? And it's just, I fucking (laughs) bet that exists, Jay. I know it Oh my God. There's literal (laughs) fucking, there are people who their whole church is like, yeah, we're getting high on Jesus, man. And they like, hold like a fucking i don't like sd card or something up to their mouth and they like suck on it like it's a vape and they're like hell yeah man i'm getting high on the lord it's i don't think they know what getting high means because that's not so that's not if how that high exists works. i'm sure that there's like what if god could get you high would you would you be religious i think i've been i've been high on god before i so i i know that and and by the way this has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about but now we're here so i kind of want to know but I, I okay so i remember when i was christian i would see other people like get like real high on god right be like oh my god uh and actually okay this just happened today all right so i was talking to my mom and she was like uh they were looking for a bedroom set for my niece and she was like, uh, so like I got a phone call from a friend and they told us about this incredible bedroom set that we had been looking at that was like $900, but they gave it to us for free. And I asked my mom, I was like, you want to say, you want to tell me how much you prayed about that, don't you? And she was like, oh my God, all night before. And she, cause she, she loves me, but cause she loves me and knows I don't believe in it. She won't say anything, but she was like all night That's before. Sweet. I just prayed the entire night. I was just praying and praying and praying. And then I feel like God answered my prayers. And I was like, okay. So I never had that experience. I never had the time where I was like, I prayed and prayed and prayed. And then someone hit me up and was like, yo, do you want $900 worth of stuff for free? I never had that. And I don't know. I if mean, it's because that's the thing, though. It's 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 because I've had it happen in uh, a religious sense of being like an evangelical Christian, but I've also had it happen where like I was like, I need some money. I'm gonna do some witchcraft, and I burnt a dollar, and then the next day a fucking check shows up in the mail from some event that I did that I totally forgot about. But see, like I feel like I've had times when I needed money and then it showed up, but it was never like I prayed for it. It was always or, or right. did anything. It was always just like, man, I'm down bad and then I'm not anymore. <laughs> and so like it, I think it's, the the when, praying and, and also when I specifically prayed, by the way, never. Yeah. Never, never happened, happened like that yeah. it was, it's only after i quit and was like you know what fuck this shit now it's like i'm down bad and this money starts showing up so i guess maybe the devil is out there working for me i don't know you know what <laughs> you know what i think it is is it praying and doing uh you know a spell or like doing these little things they're a coping for me it, i and i this is my read on it but i think that they're like a coping mechanism for the anxiety before the thing you're worried about getting this thing you want this thing you have anxiety about getting this thing, so you pray and pray and pray and pray, or you, you know, I don't know, pee in a cup and put it under the moon. I don't know how I mean, other people do magic. Some, sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, sometimes I think it's, uh, 
Well, I think sometimes it's self-fulfilling prophecy and sometimes it's sure. like a little bit of confirmation bias, right? So sometimes uh, it's something where you pray, pray, pray about it and then you work really hard to get it because you feel as if since you prayed for it, God's going to give it to you. And then when you get it, you're like, see, but really yeah. it's just that you believed you would get it. And so you worked like you believed you would get it. And so it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And in other cases, I think it, it might just be a completely unrelated consequence or coincidence. But if you pray every day for the stuff that you need and then you get the stuff right. that you need, where obviously you're not dying or lacking for survival, but you're able to get the things you need, even if it doesn't come to you as free, I feel like anytime you get something and you're praying for God for things you need and you get it, by default, you're going to confirmation bias it and be like, well, okay, I pray for it. Here it is. So I feel like between those two things, I would argue like maybe 90 to 95% of like uh, Christian magic is just like made up. But I, I think there's a 5% there that like where people are like, yeah, like where people will tell me stuff. And I'm like, I don't have a real logical way to say no to this other than just straight up and down skepticism. You know what I mean? Where I'm just right. being a dick just because right. not because I think that like it didn't happen or that it's not real. It's just, yeah, the, it's just easier to be skeptical of this. So like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Christian magic is weird. It's That's- It's just like whenever I'm like having a bad day and you're like. Hey, man, you should believe in yourself. Like, it's the same thing. Yeah. I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times that's that's really how it gets done. Because like you pray, I remember seeing people pray for stuff and then work crazy hard to get it. And then be like, well, God bless me. It's like, yo, give yourself some credit. Like you, even even if, even if God did bless you, like you did work really hard. Like it, like yeah. take some credit, take a little bit of credit. All right. That's, that has nothing to do with anything. This is not a Christian podcast. We promise. So Jay, I'm, yeah, I'm, what? Side note. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing on one apparently. Uh, so I, Jay, by the time you we're going to fucking lose you. I'm just like, he told me he was guessing on a Christian podcast and all of a sudden we're talking it's, about oh, the so, okay. mysteries it's not, of God. It's not a Christian. <laughs> first of all. Okay. So it's not a, I don't, okay, I don't know if it is a Christian podcast as much as it is that is a black podcast and Christianity is just part of black culture. I, I don't know that it's, it's I think it's just because uh, the name of the, the, the podcast, by the way, by the time you're hearing this, we would have already recorded it. But the name of this uh, podcast is called the Black, Crew, black Pew Crew. And uh, they hit me up and were like, yo... We saw your comedy, though now I'm very curious as to what they saw. Like we saw <laughs> we saw you perform. We think you're really funny. Would you like to be on the show? And I was like, of course. I say yes to everything. I, there's not a, you can't, like, obviously not comedy shows. I say no to some comedy shows. But for podcasts, for the most part, as long as you're not a shitty person, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. So when I first heard it, they were like, we're the Black Pew Crew. I thought pew, like pew, pew, like guns. Like they're black, pew, like, like they're just shooting at people. And I was like, dope. I'm in for that aesthetic. I'm down for shooting people. And then I watched the podcast on YouTube and their logo is a pew, like an actual black church bitch. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, this is. And then I started listening to him talk and I was like, there's a lot of guy talking here. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not. I, okay. So I need to say this. I'm not yeah. worried about it. I, I, I work well in these spaces because I have been in a space for a very sure. long time where God exists. Uh, I'm super cool with people like that for the most part. You, you're totally fine with believing with God. I'm not going to force atheism on you. Just don't force like yeah, theism on me. But I, I do. Uh, I am curious to see where this goes because I wonder. Uh, I've seen their show before, and there's a lot of God talk. And I'm wondering like uh, how I feel that day. If I'm real froggy that day, right. I might blow up all the God talk and like dominate the entire podcast. <laughs> if if you if you I mean if you but what if you go on and they're like. Our favorite joke like is the convincing. one where you is the one where you call a baby a slur. Like, what if you? I mean, like, go on okay, well, and that's all bl- like, well, they're all black, so I'm okay with that. Like, sure. it's like, yeah, that's fine. It was a white sure. baby. We get it. I feel like the. the, <laughs> the 
the jokes I think that I am curious to see if they've heard to see if it gets me in trouble is I do a joke about abortion being relabeled as an express lane to heaven for babies. And okay, that's a new one. Yeah, that's one that you haven't heard before. <laughs> uh, and I got to be honest with you, that one, woo, it's, it's real polarizing. Sometimes it's like, ha, 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 ha. And like, we all have a great laugh. And then other times they're mad Christian. They're looking at me like side eyeing me. I had someone come up to me and be like, you know, Babies don't go to heaven. I was like, why are you being terrible like this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why are you, like, why would you support this? This is a thing that you support? Babies going to that's hell? Like, that's like bringing your kids to all dogs go to heaven. And as you're walking out of the theater, you look at your kids and you're like, you know, all that is fake, right? <laughs> right. Like, you know how wild it is that you support a religion that an aborted baby goes to hell? Like, that's, Babies like, don't go to heaven. Give yeah. me a break. No, it's, so that's wild. That's uh, new. That's new. Yeah. That's a new. That's a new one. It's I haven't very, heard I have that a, one. I've I've been I out have of the about, loop. I have about fifteen minutes that you haven't heard. And like, actually, I think the last time you saw me perform, I was doing like my last, the last run of like my last material, just because I had started working on that stuff, but I wasn't confident enough in it to do it uh, for a paid set with like a right. reporter in the room. So I was like, I'm just gonna do sure. my old stuff. Uh, in retrospect, probably should have done that stuff. Way riskier, way edgier, and a lot more fun uh, for me personally. Uh, but long story short, I'm gonna wrap up here. Um, Here's something I want to ask you, because uh, before we went to break, you hit me up and you're like, Jay, I got a topic. And I was like, all right, what's up? And you're like, we need to talk about jury nullification. And I, I we were supposed to do this <laughs> a month and a half ago. <laughs> well, this is my favorite part is that that was right as COVID was setting in. So I was delirious. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jay, jury nullification. You were, you were like Doc Brown. You ran. He was like, Marty, Marty. <laughs> They're nullifying juries all over the country. And I was like, what? This, What's going yeah. on? My name's not Marty. Just, it's like, Marty. <laughs> like, like, I'm Jay. This like, is Marty, just how Marty. <laughs> uh, the podcast works is I just send Jay a topic in all caps at 3.30 a.m. Real Doc Brown energy. It is real Doc Brown energy, too. I'm not playing when I say that. It's mad Doc Brown energy. It's like <laughs> with all caps screaming at me like, we got to talk about it. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we can. <laughs> Let's talk no, about jury nullification. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, what what so, is it? Talk to me. Let, t- teach okay. me something that I did not know, V. This so is I jury did nullification. Two shows by myself. You're going to do at least half the show. <laughs> yeah. Jury nullification in a very simple sense is you're in a jury and okay. someone is being put on trial uh-huh. and you see the evidence and you're like, I see the evidence and that person is guilty of okay. this crime under the letter of the law. But as a juror, I feel that this law is immoral. And so okay. I will I, I will say to you, the judge, we think that this person is guilty, but this law is immoral. Therefore, we cannot convict this person. Can I ask a question as a follow-up question? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. can it just be that the law, maybe not immoral, but this, this specific instance in application or practice of the law is against the intent it's it's like like if the law was intended for example uh to uh protect victims of murder sure or yeah protect victims of murder and someone murders someone but they murdered them uh in retaliation for 
something like like rape, for example. Right. Would that also count? Like, it's, it's not so much immorality in that case, but it is like almost like this is an area where applying the law strictly by the letter, uh, where there needs to be some like wiggle room, basically, where applying it strictly right. by the letter isn't really doing good. It's actually causing more harm. That's another way that it can be used. I mean, let's be real though. There's also instances that it can be used. It can be used because people just simply don't like a person or they do like a person or they like a certain person more than they like another person it can be used in a vindictive way as well it's okay, not okay. A- so you're saying if i'm mad likable i can kill anyone i want i mean <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when ted bundy represented himself in court and he the judge was like it. the judge was like you remind <laughs> me of myself my god <laughs> it's like if you're you know uh, I believe. You think if if I'm it, you, so you really think that there's someone out there who is charming and good looking enough to get away with murder? Do you really feel like that's a an, is that what we're saying right now? Ugh, Johnny Depp. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he, I don't I don't know if he's I, okay. I think it's more in no, his case. No, I won't case, go into my conspiracy theories. I think it's more in his case. He he is uh, popular enough to get away with murder. I just I feel like anyone who, who owns their own private island or wealthy is, enough, I guess, yeah, popular has and the money enough. has the money and the popularity to get away with. But them. I think in this case, though, you don't really need money to get a nullified jury, right? Like it's more about just the jury sees your circumstances and the law, and they don't agree yes. with you going or with you paying the penalty of the law. Exactly. Okay. Uh, does this happen like a lot? Um. Okay. So currently, it's about uh. Three to four cases in the United States are like nullified. Three to four, sorry, three to four percent. Okay, three to four percent. <laughs> sorry, brain still coming back like, online. <laughs> you mean there's only four cases of this? And we're doing an, ap- an episode about it? What the fuck? You know? <laughs> okay, so three to four percent. Uh, has it happened a lot in the past? I guess is the better question because like it happens now. Like yeah, is that, so it's is actually that a lot? become is it a little. It's become more common. Okay. Currently, like I think part of that is just that people are starting to learn about it. Uh, social media is a thing, so people like you know we can have this podcast and we can talk to each other. We're not even in the same building, and we can transmit this information to other people. And we're doing this so that other people can know about jury nullification who may not have known about it before so there's a lot of information available so i feel like that's part of it and then also another part of it i think is people starting to think more critically about instead of just thinking and now i'll say this a lot of us have known for a while that the people making and maintaining and enforcing a lot of these laws aren't super great (laughs) all the time yeah that's not uncommon knowledge we're also the type of people who maybe uh aren't gonna get selected for jury duty uh okay real quick question have you have you ever been selected for jury duty i did get called in when i lived in boston um i went to this big courthouse in downtown it was like right near the commons so it was like i was thinking like because we had they like put us all in a room and we had to wait for like a wicked long time and it was a lot of waiting and then like they moved us through the courtroom in groups and basically most people who weren't able or like because they pay you kind of for jury duty but like yeah they don't really pay you they they don't really pay you it's like a very small amount and um i was in school at the time so i was like i can't they're not gonna let me take you know it can be months in jury duty yeah uh 
And then during this, you know, when I wasn't in school, I mean, I was working when I was in school. So, like, if I'm not making money, I can't afford to pay my rent. Yeah, especially with, like, really long cases, you are out not working for a very long time and the stipend they yeah. give you is not enough for you to cover your rent. And a lot of, like, there were, like, single moms who were, like, yeah, I'm a single mom and I have to work and I have to bring my kids to school. And even, like, stay-at-home moms had a similar thing. They're, like, I can't afford childcare. Um, and it was pretty much much a trial. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much only like people who had some sort of program through their work that allowed them to continue to get paid. And those jobs are not something that is afforded to, uh, everyone. So I don't understand. I still am confused as to why we, here's what I feel like we should do for, uh, jury duty and i've said this i think i think when we did our jury selection uh because we, d- we did an episode about jury selection and how ridiculous that can be yeah. <clears throat> and something i think i may have said during that episode maybe maybe episode not. number 90 thank you very much something <laughs> I, I think i may have said during that episode but also something i may not have said is that i really think that they should ask you what your salary is like how much money you make per day and like just take like you take your yearly divide yeah. it by daily and then pay you that much to come in for jury duty and if you're like right. oh that's so much it's like yeah well guess what we all don't have the ability to just walk away from our jobs and if you're salaried yeah. and you and you're like oh like like for me for example i'm salaried so if i get jury duty i just talk to my manager and be like yo i'm gonna be gone these days and there's literally nothing that can be done to me for it it's just time off for me automatically right uh and then <clears throat> i'm off i still get paid the same i still get the same check at the end of the week at the end of two weeks nothing di- nothing is different it's just i get to be off and it's a really privileged place to be in um and it's ironic because i've never ever ever served jury duty <laughs> it's very ironic i am i am the perfect jury uh actually i guess i'm probably terrible for because i'm black but like with everything else aside like i'm like the perfect juror that you would want who's like yo i can be here how long is this trial two months let's go uh yeah. but i i honestly think the problem is that we don't pay a stipend that makes sense we we just because we we shortchange everybody everywhere all the time and it makes me crazy. We don't pay I a stipend, that. but also there's in addition to not paying a stipend, there's a lot of things that people can do to get you off the jury if they don't think like like if they listen to our podcast, you could be um, off the jury. I think it's, it's it's even simpler than that. We we talked about during the jury selection process how uh if they would strike people for any cuz so you can strike someone for literally yeah. any reason and you have right. like I think it was like 6 it was either 3 or 6. It was a it was a, a specific uh amount of you, I don't have to explain these goddamn strikes. Right. I just just get them out of here. I don't have to explain it. It doesn't. It can be racist as fuck. But I got six of those. I got. I mean, it might have been four, but there was just basically like a, a right. uno number of cards that you got to throw out. Well, in addition <laughs> to that, if there's any sort of like any sense at all that you even know about what jury nullification is, yeah, or if you bring it up in any way that could be have you struck down. So um, I, I mean, I, and I agree with you. I think it's it's. The selection process is it's flawed, right? So uh, <laughs> it's it's not good. I will also say I think it's kind of fucked up that jury nullification exists, but if you know about it, you can't be part of a jury. Also, side note, if you're trying to get out of jury duty, you should be like, yo, I'm all about that jury nullification, baby. And then you're done. You're out. You're out. So congratulations, people who don't want to do jury duty. Just mention up nullification. You'll get kicked out. You also might get arrested <laughs> for it, though. So 
I mean, pick your spots. Well, I'll say this, and it, uh, while we're on that topic, uh, people have. <sighs> Uh, yeah, so people have been arrested for uh, making others aware of jury nullification. Okay. So there were these two folks, uh, Eric Brandt and Mark Ianiaselli. Okay. I, I hope I'm... I like how that sounded like a question. I'm like, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer it. <laughs> so these two folks, they're handing out pamphlets uh, in July 2015 outside of a Denver courthouse. And basically, they wanted to let people know about jury nullification as an option. So they were just handing them out to whoever, because there's probably going to be some jurors there. Mm -hmm. And basically, like, you can basically being like, hey, you can vote against convicting somebody if you believe the, the law is unjust. So basically, their pamphlets, what their pamphlets said were... Uh, these are quotes from their pamphlets. Juror nullification is your right to refuse to enforce bad laws and bad prosecutions. Once you know your rights and power, you can v veto bad laws and hang the jury. So when it's your turn to serve, be aware. One, you may and should vote your conscience. Two, you cannot be forced to obey a juror's oath. Three, you have the right to hang the jury with your vote if you cannot agree with other jurors. So they were handing those out and um, <laughs> they got arrested and each of them got charged with seven counts of criminal jury tampering. Um, uh, how, how, how is that? <laughs> so I guess, okay, so we need to make sure we, we say this. Uh, there's one thing I think we did not say at the beginning about jury nullification. Uh, jury nullification is... And correct me if I'm wrong, it's not really an official part of the criminal procedure. No, it's not. It's uh, it's like one of those little procedural magic tricks. Well, it's okay. So there's two rules that exist in our system. And because of those two rules they, and where they intersect, jury nullification happens. Is yes. jurors can't be punished for reaching a wrong decision. So like if you acquit a defendant, despite their guilt being proven beyond a reasonable doubt, you can't be right. punished for that. And a defendant who is acquitted cannot in many jurisdictions be tried a second time for the same offense. So those Correct. two rules, uh, the, the <laughs> double jeopardy, Jeopardy rule and then the uh, I guess just the jury protection rules they come together where if the jury decides like hey yes he did it but we don't think it's worth putting this person through sentencing right they can opt out of it but it's not and, and it's not it's not illegal per se but it's not legal per se right right, right. it's in that weird ass gray area where it's like, a really weird gray area yeah yeah and it exists because like we said laws uh don't always work the way they're supposed to right um i mean and that's the thing is that when these two folks got arrested this was well now it's been a revised statute but this is a colorado statute that makes it a uh, class five felony um i don't know what to... class five is is that worse or better than class like one which <laughs> i don't is class know five a lower felony or a higher felony i feel like britney griner right now what what am i where am i what's happening <laughs> I don't know what the laws are. <laughs> I just know felony is not good. Uh, I know, know that much. Can... Yeah, it sounds bad. I don't want to be felonious. 
<laughs> I mean, the thing is, so this is for jury tampering. So, like, the, the thing that they were trying them for is was... Is this tampering, the, though? It was the intent to influence a juror's vote, opinion, decision, or other action in a case. Okay, so, I and we gotta go to break real quick, but before we yeah. go to break, I think that's bullshit. Because here's the thing. Yeah. I think jury tampering, the idea is you're trying to tamper with a case that has relevance in your life. So I'm right, Al Capone, exactly. and I'm fucking up the jury to avoid going to right. jail. If all I'm doing is letting a jury know about uh, something that exists within the system that you have not fixed and that they have a right to do, how is <laughs> yeah. that tampering? Yeah. How how that's is fun. educate that's like being that's like if I were a law professor and I talked about this in a fucking class, you wouldn't put me in jail for tampering then. Why the fuck can I not do that on a regular basis? What's the difference between an asshole who's teaching a law class and me? There's not a difference. So like I, I just don't understand like how like that seems stupid to me. Am I yeah, by myself on are, that one? These, I got no, very they, angry. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> it is. It is. It, it's it's ridiculous and it's i mean they were handing out floor flyers on like a courtroom steps and it wasn't for a specific trial it was exactly. just generally here you go this is the out thing. of curiosity what happened with the tampering court case did they get charged and sentenced did it would be really really awesome if the judge the, the, they went to court, uh, case or went to the trial and the jury was like nah bro we're gonna nullify this one it'd be so amazing <laughs> if that's what happened if the jury was like nah we're gonna nullify this one we like these pamphlets i would love that but i'm really i'm willing to bet they went to jail well, our prison i guess uh, let's let's uh talk about that more when we get back from break fair all right we're gonna go to break when we come back did they go to prison for this <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> I, I know this is not a visual podcast but i wish everyone could see me enjoying this guava lacroix it's really good <laughs> That's like, great. That's great. I gotta man. be honest. If you had told me <clears throat> when I was younger, even like 15 years younger, if you'd been like, yo, one day you're really gonna fuck heavy with LaCroix, <laughs> <laughs> I I would have punched you in the face. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. How dare you? I'm not that person. And now I buy a LaCroix like four packs at a time. <laughs> it's it. uh it's sad. Okay. Um uh, <laughs> welcome back to Frown Town. It's not a LaCroix podcast. I could do a LaCroix podcast. And I got to be honest with you, I'm tempted to do a LaCroix podcast. It's an all LaCroix sure. podcast. It's just us tasting all the new LaCroix flavors, talking about the classic LaCroix flavors, oh, really diving in. Yeah, like really diving into like what pairs well with which LaCroix flavors, get into sure. like dinners, think about like La- like LaCroix for specific events. Like there, I, I personally feel like there's a LaCroix for like clubs and there should be a LaCroix for pretty much every event. A LaCroix for bris, a LaCroix for graduations. <laughs> uh, a La- there's a LaCroix for every occasion is what I'm here to say. A LaCroix for Brist. A LaCroix for Brist. I, I think, actually, if, if I'm going to be honest, I think the best flavor for a Brist, if I'm being 100, I think uh, for a Brist, you need to go like Limoncello LaCroix. It's it's a deep, complex flavor that you're not sure you're enjoying. And I think, that's, uh, <laughs> I think that's what you need for a Brist. It's like, yo, I don't know if I like this or not, but I'm here. <laughs> and uh, that's that's the right flavor for it. Like I, And that's what I'm saying. I could do that. But I'm not. I'm not doing that. Right. The, the more I talk about it, the more I kind of want to do that. <laughs> I think LaCroix would have to pay me for it, though. If LaCroix paid me, I would 100% do like a LaCroix-sponsored LaCroix podcast. We'll call it, uh, ooh, I want to call it What's Shaking, but you never shake LaCroix. Uh, <laughs> no. You never shake LaCroix. I would probably call it uh, Sparkling Insights. There we go. It's just okay. like, what's shaking? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't shake anything here. No. Uh, 
<clears throat> anyway, before we went to break, we actually uh, left on an interesting cliffhanger. Cliffhanger! Yeah, so we talked about jury nullification. Um, yes. We talked about the fact that uh, it is not really legal, nor is it illegal. It's just a convergence of two rules uh, that have to do with juries um, and our yep. criminal justice system, justice in air quotes. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, you mentioned the fact that there were two men who made these wonderful educational pamphlets uh, who were passing out these pamphlets in town uh, in front of the courthouse. And the government was like, good job, you guys, and gave them medals. And I think right before we went to break, we're like, yo, what was the medals? What were they made out of? Was it gold? Was it bronze? And that's what we were going to find out, right? Was that the medals that they received? No, for the, their... medals, the medals were made out of stainless steel because the medals were handcuffs. Oh, um... no. <laughs> they, the medals, you say, were steel bars? <laughs> so it was a class five felony in Colorado, right? Yeah. So they had seven counts of felony jury tampering. Oh, seven? Um, why so many counts? Oh, was wait. it like one for everybody who five? got a pamphlet? No, I mean, I just, why so many counts? Was it like oh, I, a count for every pamphlet or some nonsense? Probably something stupid like that. Yeah, seven seven counts of felony jury tampering for each okay. guy. So that's a total of 14 counts. Um, wow. Yeah, so they referenced the Colorado's jury tampering statute uh-huh. and... It went to the district court, and that judge, this was his ruling, quote, they engaged in an activity that's certainly no different from citizens of this country, this state, this city, holding up signs in a place where they know jurors would see them. Signs such as, you know, free the Chicago 7 or 8. Don't convict so-and-so, and and that's similar. That's speech. Mm -hmm. It's similar to what the defendants did in this case. Activities such as those are protected by the First Amendment because they are speech. They are in a public place, and I think that's all the court needs to, that's as far as the court needs to go, unquote. Uh, so he threw it out. He threw the case out. Uh, okay. So I want to, I want to make a couple notes. <clears throat> First of all, hooray for that. Glad the case got thrown out. They did appeal However, it. They did appeal it. The fuck? <laughs> Can you appeal a case getting thrown out? <laughs> the, I'm, yeah, of course, yeah, the state they, appealed they, it, right? The, so the, yeah, the district attorney, uh, attorney's office persisted and appealed the dismissal, uh, all the way to the Supreme Court of Colorado. Um, and then they had like multiple extensions and the district attorney in Denver kept like missing the dates or something. And then basically, (laughs) so they finally submitted their brief or whatever. And basically what they did was they dragged the process out and like, you know, so and that's what I was actually lives terrible. What I was going to say is that like, even with it getting thrown out, hooray, the other thing I was going to say is that, yeah, it was still in there that they they still had the victory, but they still had to go through years and years of litigation. And what I was going to say, not just that, but once you're arrested, you get processed. That doesn't go away unless you go through the actual fucking grievance of getting your arrest record expunged. Yeah. The only way that can happen is your case, excuse me, is thrown out. You get found not guilty. It doesn't automatically clear. You also have to go through the fact that, you know, I don't know how much time they had to spend in jail, but they had to probably bond their way out. Which means they had to spend money and time. uh, And then they had to show up for all those court cases. They weren't like the DA where they could be like, yo, can't make it today, baby. Just do it without me. You have to show for all those cases. And him just kind of being nonchalant and dragging it out and continuing the process really was just inconveniencing them as a punishment 
for something that they feel they shouldn't have done. Right. And it's 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 almost like an abuse of power in the case of the DA in this case, where it feels like all he was doing was like, yo, I want to punish you for what you did. And since the judge won't do it, I'm going to make you just pay a bunch of money and be like inconvenienced. And this is the most I can do right. to you. Right. And it's kind of some, it's really kind of bullshit. It's very catty. And no, because catty <laughs> makes me feel like fun. So like catty's like, oh, you like that water? I peed in it. That's, that's catty. <laughs> that's fun. It's like fun pranks. This is just bullshit. Like it's, catty is like, oh, 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 you want to, you want to do that? Peeing well, guess in what? someone's water is just fun pranks. I'm just, it's just fun pranks. Like, oh, 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 you like your nails? Well, I'm gonna cut them while you sleep. That feels fun and catty, right? Like, that's like, sure. oh, like, oh, it's a little, this is like drastically ruining less someone's than, life. Yeah. And like, it's not even like, not even ruining it. It's just making my life fucking miserable. Because I'll be honest with you, you, your life isn't ruined because you have to go to court uh, repeatedly. I've done it. It sucks. It's just, yeah. it's just a fucking annoyance. It's, and it's, yeah. I think the thing that, that's most annoying about it is every time they got it dismissed, they most likely felt like, oh, thank God, this shit is finally over. And then they re-fucking filed it. And it's like, fuck, we got to do this again? And yeah. all, and really, it really was just, it felt like the DA trying to be like, look, the next time you show up in my goddamn courthouse with some goddamn pamphlets, <laughs> I want you to fucking think about all the fucking time and effort you had to do to like get to do it. And it, and it, it just, it's such bullshit. It is su- as a person who's done court enough to tell you it is bullshit. It is such bullshit to do this to me. And that's why like, I, even like people like, well, if you get arrested and you get, a, and like you get thrown out and acquitted, that's great. But it's like, yo, I spent months in jail doing that, trying to get acquitted. That doesn't come back. You don't get that time back. Like I don't right. get to, I don't get to undo all the fucking community service I had to do the goddamn miracle whip bologna sandwiches I had to eat. Like, I don't, I don't get that shit back. Like I had to eat yeah. jail food. <laughs> I was trying to get acquitted. That shit is... And they it, gave it, you the mayonnaise stress? on your... Miracle Whip. Motherfucking Miracle Whip. No, but it they was gave a... you like... They gave you like a sauce? That's It was cool. a packet. Yeah. Well, it was in Washington. <laughs> it was in Washington. They were really oh, nice. okay. Yeah, I, like, hey, I was in jail yo. in Florida, so <laughs> it was it was a bologna it was a bologna sandwich on uh, whole grain wheat, which I mean, nice. I don't like bologna, okay. but whatever. Uh, it came with one slice of American cheese, one slice of bologna, and a little packet of that generic Miracle Whip that's just labeled like salad dressing. You know the one, right? Right. Yeah, you know the one. That's I know what it the came one. with, and like a little a little baggie of carrots. And I remember because uh, I I didn't know how to take being in jail. A dude was like, "Yo." Can I have your carrots? I was like, no, no, these are my carrots. <laughs> I, I don't know why I didn't eat them. I just like held on. So I was like, no, no, you don't get to my. Because I, I was like, what is this euphemism? Are you like, what's gonna happen? Do I have to fight you? Like, you are, are you dominating me? What's going on? And so I was just like, no. I was like, I got to fight everybody. And in retrospect, I probably just gave him my carrots. Um, yeah. It wasn't that deep. It was not that deep. I could have made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So like, they made their lives hell. Jail yeah. sucks. Yeah. Um. And I mean, and that that's a way that you can make people's lives hell. Like, for example, so like one way, like historically, that these things mm-hmm. were used uh, back in the 1800s. Um, this was like, you know, mid 1800s before the Civil War. Right. And so Congress passed the Fugitive Slave Act, which is basically like, hey, if somebody if you help. Yeah. A slave get away from their uh, pursuant master. Pers- yeah, the, from the person who wants to like abuse them and own them. Uh, if you help them get away from literal human trafficking, then you can be tried under yeah. the law, and we, you we get can like call fine. this the Harriet Tubman law. We, we, we call it the Tubman yeah. law. Yeah, yeah, and um. So people were getting bagged for this, like, left and right, 
Because you know, which by they, the way, just as a side note, I don't want to walk by this. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> like like <laughs> to, to all the to all the white and I assume black people who are like, you know what? I'm not going to sit by and let slavery happen. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate it. I, I I feel like history doesn't note that. I feel like it, it, they got prosecuted, but I mean, yeah. like. Just I to mean, take a moment. They we weren't need, all terrible. You know, <laughs> we're, we're going to need a lot more people who... Uh, are willing to get prosecuted? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's more just about, you know, like like we always talk about is, you know, getting to know um, people and in your community and like just understanding the gravity of the situations that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and how that could be, uh, impact people negatively. Um, but... Yeah, so people yeah. would get uh, tried on the Fugitive Slave Act, and they would go to court, and a bunch of people, like the jury, would just be like, "No, like we don't, we don't want to." Like even if they had one abolitionist on the jury, then they could like disagree and hang the jury. Yeah, um, which which. Not hang the jury know. like we want to hang them, but yeah. Yeah, hanging, like if you don't yeah. know what a hung jury is, so it's like, it's also like a deadlock jury. So it's a, basically a jury, uh, so if they can't agree on a verdict after like extensive deliberation and they like refuse to agree with each other, uh, then the jury is hung and the case gets tried again. So, um, yeah, and this is something that can, that happens, you know, in a lot of places, this, I mean, mainly the jury system and, and this, uh, the, um, excuse me, sorry, brain, (laughs) the jury system and the, um, the way we do trial law and shit, it comes from the British, right? So you see things like hung juries and jury nullification, mostly being, Tactics that people are using or not even tactics, but like, you know, tools that people are using in places where the British exported themselves, like Australia, Canada, yeah, New Zealand, like a, a system of colonization, the United almost. States. Yeah. And so that's the thing that like I think about a lot. Uh, it There's all of these little tiny ways that people can get tripped up in the law because of procedural bullshit like with what those uh, gentlemen went through like and especially if you don't have resources and you can't even defend yourself in a criminal trial uh then you're looking at seven felony counts and you can't afford a lawyer you know and you don't know how to contact someone like or people don't oh. take you seriously. So, um, okay, okay. I, I, I agree with you 100%, but what I'm going to say is going to sound like I'm not agreeing with you. I, but I, I, th- there's a point, I promise. So, like, theoretically, lawyers are provided by the court. Yeah. Theoretically, we can't right. say that the lawyers provided by the court are better or worse than one that you pay for. Right. And we can also say that, like, a lot of the procedural bullshit, again, theoretically, <laughs> assuming that all things are given are equal, which we all know they are not. But right. assuming that all things are are equal, <clears throat> you do have some amount of ability to navigate this system in a way or at least you should have uh as a as a person who's who's like a defendant have a way to navigate this system with an out that doesn't end in you uh being imprisoned or sentenced for a right. crime right. however to your point all the inequalities in our system have caused a lot of a lot of the procedural bullshit to become exacerbated so it's like it's like um 
all the procedural bullshit existed because you know laws can't cover everything no law right. covers everything like even like uh so the if you're christian and i remember being told this as a christian the perfect law and i'm air quoting that for people who can't see it but the perfect <laughs> law is uh love your neighbor and love god right. that was the perfect law whereas like it should cover everything like if you love your neighbor you won't kill them you won't rob from them you won't mistreat them if you love god you'll do everything else that's supposedly the perfect law but even then there's not a way to enforce that like i can't right. be like like yo love your neighbor mother like you can't like run somebody up and like put a put that like you can't take two people's faces and smush them together and be like love each other you just can't right. do that so there's no real perfect law and in our society what we're trying to do is like patch up as much as like if there's like a giant uh concrete sidewalk with holes all over it that needs to be patched we're just smearing what we have across it the best we can and some holes don't need what we have to smear in it because it's not really working our laws don't really work but we try anyway and i think what ends up happening is that we have a system that because of inequality uh, the laws not being able to have full coverage the way that we want them to and then also just because situations uh can be unforeseen that we just don't have the ability to plan for there's just all these gaps and holes uh and then add to the fact that as people we're just shitty like we're not like we're not good. Like I, I know yeah. we want to be, and I, I think we, we, we're well intentioned in a lot of cases, but in, in practice, like there's so many biases and things that we just can't overcome. Yeah. And I think when you put all those things together, it becomes this morass of bullshit. But I don't know if it's supposed to be that. Well, and and that's you know that's another thing too is that there are also instances where people have been uh, not convicted because the person that they killed was considered, you know. Whether like right or wrong, <laughs> I wish people could they see. They were you like, try not to smile as you say this. <laughs> You're trying so hard not to smile. You, I'm you, trying. The look like, on your face is gorgeous. You're trying so hard not to. It's like. Like you're just like it's like watching a cartoon. Like you're like trying to slap the smile out of your face. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even saying like sometimes. Like sometimes, yeah. I'm thinking of like a situation where it's like someone who was like an asshole to everybody and who like you know was like uh you know hurting people and shit like that and then there's also instances of like where people don't like other people because they're just fucking racist and like but like okay i i get that though because i mean like i'll say the thing some people i I, some okay i was gonna say it really hard but I'll, i'll soften it uh there are some people that when they die I'm not bothered by it. <laughs> I'll say it so, that way. I, I, I was going to say some people deserve to die. That's not what I mean. But there are some <laughs> people that when they go, I'm not broken up. Some people die. Sure. Like, like uh, when N- Nichelle Nichols died, I was hurt. I actually cried. When Bill Russell yeah. died, hurt, cried. When Ronald Reagan died, <laughs> nothing. I, maybe a little celebration. Like, so finally. you know what? <laughs> people also would use it for stuff like... Uh, uh, prohibition yep. and like alcohol control laws people use it that way a lot and like, like they if think everybody that, in town drinks at your speakeasy we're not going to put you in jail for serving exactly exactly because <laughs> they're like please we don't want to have to make our own fucking booze again not barbara going back is to blind bathtub wine i'm like, not going back to bathtub wine i am not <laughs> i've i i made my own wine for a little bit and it was just like it was 
fine. And like, I made some good stuff, but I also made some fucking trash. And you still have to drink uh, it. <laughs> yeah, because it feels like a waste if you don't. Yeah, all um, that money and time. So it's like, I still got to drink it. And it's, it's And if you bad. don't filter it right, you get a, just a bunch of yeast in your system. It's terrible. Uh, um, it's not a fun time. There's there's something to be said for the commercialization of alcohol. It is but nice. But I will, I will tell you, if you want a Bruzy to stop texting you about their latest deals, uh, tell them that you are an alcoholic. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I, that's good to know. And they will take you off all their lists. I like that that's the extent that you have to go to. You should just be able to unsubscribe. <laughs> so. <laughs> you have to, I have an like, addiction. That's how you get out of it. Not just unsubscribe. Right. <laughs> so, it, like, okay. So, people use these fucking, they use these laws. Um, they came from the British and uh-huh. they use them in, uh, for all these different things. There was also, like, a specific, like, kind of famous case uh, with Wild Bill Hickok. <gasps> wild Bill yeah. Hickok? <gasps> yeah, he's not... The rootinest, not, tootinest, shootinest showman of the Wild a, West? He's not a good... He's a terrible person. He's a piece of shit. But oh my uh, God, is he legend. Like many, like many Wild West personalities. Uh, he's, yeah, he's so horrible. He he had like... He was like a gambler and he would gamble. And this mm-hmm. like dude, Davis Tut would also gamble and there was like a rivalry because like one of them um bill was uh like with the union and david dave he called him dave or little dave dave little dave it was like junior dave because his dad's name was also dave. yeah he, big dave and little uh, dave yeah, yeah big dave and little dave um he was a confederate soldier uh okay. not not great um and they both went out west and they were playing cards mm-hmm. and um they like had these high stakes games and like yep. there was basically one of them got irritated. Yep, it happened a lot in a lot of well Bill Hickok. He got games irritated he that he lost. Yeah, he got yeah, he was irritated that he lost, so he reminded Tut reminded Hickok of the a forty dollar debt that he had from a past horse trade and Hickok was like, cool, give me it. And then Tut was like, well, I'm going to talk about another thing that you owe me. And he was like, I don't owe you that. I owe you $25. I don't owe you $35. I owe you $25. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, he like had a no. He was like, you wrote me this note that said that I owed you this much. And then he was like, well, you owed it to me for a lot. So I'm going to take your pocket watch and hold on to it until you give me all the money that I want. And he it was like a it was like a a slight i guess to take his pocket watch and then he started telling people i'm gonna go wear this in the middle of town square and then hickok was like you shouldn't do that unless dead men can walk you know how people in the old west talk and yeah he so then he was basically being like you know if you go out there i'm gonna kill you and then he's like well now i have to go out with this watch because i if I don't go out with this watch, then I'll live. Like, well, he's like, if I don't go out with this watch on, then I'm not manly. So he goes out, and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, different stories about mm-hmm. what happened. Uh, but essentially, what ended up happening is Wild Bill uh, shot, killed Dave in the town square. <laughs> And it's, like, yep. one of the few examples of, like, actual, like, when those Wild West shootouts, like, actually happened. 
Well, um, actually, so interestingly enough about Wild Bill Hickok, uh, a lot of people, including himself, died after or during card games that he was involved in. So yeah. much so that uh, a lot of people, if you've ever heard of the quote unquote dead man's hand, it's uh, aces over eights. If you uh-huh. have aces over eights in your hand, that's called the dead man's hand because that was the hand Hickok had when he got shot and killed. Nice. And he was shot and killed for card cheating because he was known for yeah. card cheating and humiliating hit the people he beat. And they all eventually came back and killed him. So, yeah. Right. And so people would humiliate him in response as well. Yep. But the thing was, is that the, a lot of the people who are on the jury, what are you doing? He just, I'm sorry, my dog just stole a piece of trash okay <laughs> it's fine it's just some cardboard um, it was just very funny gently picked it up and then pranced out of the room um but yeah so he he was an asshole but also dave was an asshole but one of the assholes had more people in town on his side yeah wait which town was this uh was it deadwood this was um Wait, I have it. Hold on. I have so many different... I feel like Hickok died in Deadwood, but he was in a couple of different towns throughout the uh, West. Though he was very popular in Deadwood. This was in Springfield, Missouri. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Which, I mean, kind of makes sense. He, uh... <clears throat> he was But yeah, basically, went, at, the, at the trial, they just... They were like, yeah, he killed him. And yeah, that's illegal. But he... He was an asshole and we hated him, so we're not gonna try you? Uh, well, I mean, so I think some of it, too, was, like, self-defense, because it's, like, like, I, so I don't know, because I'm looking at this trial right now, and the judge you, you, told the jury... So, so you think the judge specifically was, like, do jury nullification? Well, I mean, yes, because they, he said, like, if... They could not find that Hickok acted in self-defense if he could have reasonably avoided the fight, but they felt the threat of danger was real and imminent that they could apply the unwritten law of the fair fight. So basically, yeah. like, you you have the unwritten rule of a fair one. Like, you know, right. what a, like, wait, do you know what a fair one is? Well, have you ever heard, the, like, I- like, the idea of a fair one? Like, just in general. Like a fair fight? Like, if someone says, like, uh, let me get a fair one. Do you know, like, like do you, you, you know what that means? Like, I mean, like just on the street. To- I feel like it means you have to be like you have to square up equally, and you can't like just like get somebody from knuckle coming up, out no from guns, an alley. Yeah. No guns, no other people. Knuckle up. It's a fair one. Yeah. So what I say is that like th- there is a it's it's essentially that we've been like yo he got he he in order to get a fair one, so he's just not walking down the streets getting shot at. Right. He's just looking to defend himself, and he got him. Uh, right. Which is some bullshit because <laughs> he should have been down, gun old dude down, shot him <laughs> right. in the heart, but. They, I don't know. It, it's weird because like there's so much stuff that leads up to this where like Hickok was like, we're not going to fight over the watch. It's fine. We're not going to fight. And Tuff's right. like, we're not going to fight over the watch. And then Hickok saw him. was like, get the fuck away with me with, with that watch. And it's like, okay, so like. Yeah, they like went and had a drink in yeah. between their fight. And then right. they came out and then he was like pissed again. And I was like, I'm going to kill you. And it's like, but <laughs> it, it, a lot of this doesn't make sense. It, it's, and I, but yeah, the, the wildest part about all of this. Uh, and by the way, I just realized we've burned a lot of time. We have to wrap here a little bit. But the wildest part about all of this is what you just told me uh, previously about what the judge told the jury. And, and run yeah. that back just so we can capitalize on what that is. The judge told the jury what? The judge told the jury that like you can convict him, mm-hmm. but you can also choose to not <laughs> <laughs> choose to convict him. Like he basically lives like you can do jury nullification. Right. Now see like that 
I know I was like, education isn't jury tampering, but I, if the judge was like friends with Wild Bill Hickok, I would be like, jury tampering, yeah. jury tampering. Like the, uh, like the, 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 the gif of, uh, fucking, uh, the dude from Wolf of Wall Street just pointing at the TV like, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. It's like jury tampering, jury tampering, jury tampering. That, that's, that, I, oh my God. That's wild. Oh, oh yeah, literally so Wild Bill Hickok. Like anything, <laughs> like anything, it's a tool that can be used for like, good reasons and bad reasons but at the end of the day i do think that it's like good for people to be able to like follow their conscience like if you're a person who knows that if you, if you are against the death penalty for example and you know that this particular charge can lead to the death penalty that might be something that you consider like well there's something a that's interesting of- to me about that is uh when i was a jehovah's witness we specifically did not serve on juries that the death penalty was part of because uh, supposedly there's like this such a great respect for life that you can't yeah. be part of sentencing someone to death. Like yeah. you're reserving that solely for God. So like, right. I, I don't know how I feel about it as, as now personally, because I, I really am not, I don't support the death penalty just because I feel like it's it's been proven that it is wholly too permanent. And right. I, I think if we're going to have a punitive system, death can't be part of those punishments just because it, it puts us in a space where if we make a mistake, there's no form of restitution for it. The person's gone. Right. We, we are now the murderers. So I'm not right. into it. But I will say this, uh, just to kind of cap some of this, I think the power should be in the people's hands yeah. to decide how the law is enacted. I think the attempt to punish people for talking about jury nullification the attempt to try to make sure we don't know about it is an attempt by lawmakers to remove that power from our hands. But I would I would argue that the fact, and it, since we're so fucking hard for fucking constitutional law and keeping things the way they are right now, I would argue the fact yeah. that we the fact that we've never patched this gap or hole would be that because we need it there. There should be the yeah. opportunity for the people, not lawmakers, uh, not judges, but the people well, to decide. Not every situation is cut and dry like the law. Yeah, like, I agree. There's there's a lot of extenuating circumstances that can make people... And, com- I mean, it. you know, not for nothing, but like there's, you know, there are, <coughs> excuse me, young women out there who literally, you know, murder, shot and killed in self-defense because they're, they're being rapists. like trafficked and yeah. raped like that is a thing that happens and then you know and they put them in jail for that and it's like no i i feel like in those cases if if you are murdering your oppressor that's not yeah. I, first of all i don't even like to use the word murder for that because that's not murder for me that's just you freeing yourself yeah. like so that's that's just you freeing yourself and and truly the only thing that i feel like you can stay say as Again, a state I mean, or a government is if up, we is we failed you celeste Look up Celeste Guap, like she. Yeah, like like as a state or a government, the only thing you can say in response to that is, is if anything, is that we failed you because we should have stopped this from happening, and because we didn't, you had to resort to murder. So this is more on us than on yeah. you. This is our fault. If we had done a yeah. better job at protecting you as our citizen, you wouldn't have had to kill that person. So you know what? Right. Our bad. We won't put you in jail, but don't kill more people. And I feel like that should be the general vibe. Like yo. Don't go around murdering people, but we should have stopped it first. Our bad. Right. And I, I don't like the concept of of punishing someone for doing something that you would not, especially yeah. when the state is not working to stop these things from happening. Yeah. Okay. We exactly. have to wrap the. If people want to talk to you about jury nullification and learn more about it from you, or just want to talk to you because they haven't talked to you in forever and they miss you, I mean, uh, if you wanna, if you want to tell me what you know about jury nullification, like you know, okay. we do a little have bit you ever of nullified and- with a jury? 
Yeah, tell us if you've been part of an I would love to hear about that. Yeah. I, I, if you've been part, I don't know what people can talk about or, or whatnot, but. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff might be sealed. If you can talk uh, about it, tell us about it. We want to know. I, I find that process interesting. Um, but yeah, if you want to hit me up, you can find me. I uh, I do have a Twitter account. It is locked right now, but you know, hit me up if you want to follow me. Maybe I'll, I'll consider some <laughs> follows. I'm just locking it for now. But if you don't want to deal with that, there's also uh, Instagram and TikTok. It's at V-E-E-C-H-A-T-T-I-E. Um, and, uh, Jay, where can people find you if they want to do a talking uh, thing? If you want to <laughs> God, my uh, brain is like me. fucking scrambled eggs, dude. <laughs> if, if you want to contact me, uh, you can find me at adjective underscore J on Twitter and on, and on Instagram. If you want to contact the show in general, you can find the show on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Twitch at Frowntown Pod. Uh, also on Twitch, I think it's Frowntown Pod. Yeah, twitch.tv.frowntownpod, though I don't think we have content as of right now. Yeah, uh, like I said, thank you for listening to the show. This is actually something that's kind of, it's an interesting issue just because uh, it's something that is uh, almost like a forbidden fruit, if you will. But I I like it because I think it also is an opportunity for us as people um, to have some say in how the laws that are being kind of done on our behalf get executed. And I think that's 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 important. I think it's important as a community for us to protect our own, especially if all they did in many cases was uh, something that was you know, understandable or if, you know, I, I get that like it could be used for racism, but I mean like so much of our shit can be used for racism. I don't want to shut, shut everything down that could be used for racism just because racism could happen. I think the better option would be to keep it in place, but then like, you know, work to get rid of racism. Right. That's just what I think. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's go to perma break for real uh, break for an entire week. Yeah. Get <laughs> um, rid of racism. Oh my God. Get rid oh, of please. it. Please. Yeah. I, I would be, it would be great. I would love that. If we could do that by next week, that would be fucking fantastic. Let's just, <laughs> just get 10% done by next week. I'd be curious to see what that looks like. Maybe medicine gets better for black people. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, thank you for listening. And for now, here's some motherfucking FCON. 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 FCON.